Hey, patrons, this is a live show. Usually, I don't, I don't know what level. I think this goes out to $5 and up patrons normally. And this is only the story portion of the live show because uh, the, the uh, what do you call it, uh, the intro I have on embargo right now because the intro is going to be used in another live show or, or like a take on that intro. Uh, so it's just a story portion of the live show. So it'll be a little bit abrupt. And there's a Q&A at the end. It's I don't have, like I'm doing the live show. And it's just me, so I don't have the ability to kind of uh, uh, redo the questions or whatever. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, 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 you, you'd probably be able to figure it out. But it, it's a really old episode, a classic uh, for the Halloween season. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you, everyone who's uh, up to their pledge. I think we're about uh, uh, 10% of the way there. Maybe, let's see, when did I check this morning? Uh, yeah, a little bit over 10%. We might even be up to 15% of the way there. So thank you so much. Uh, you know, just consider if sleep with me is worth $50 to you, consider supporting the show at five, 10 or 20 bucks, uh, whatever you can fit into your yearly budget on a monthly basis. It keeps the show going. It keeps it there for you and thousands of other people. Like I said, uh, every patron for every patron, uh, there, there's, uh, every month well, <laughs> for every patron, there's a lot of, uh, uh, people who get a good night's sleep, at least a thousand, uh, not downloads for every patron. Like there's a, at least a thousand, over a thousand monthly listeners for every patron. Uh, so like, uh, yeah, you're, you're putting a thousand other people, over a thousand other people to sleep, uh, most of them more than once a month, but you know, there's an occasional person that's just on a road trip, uh. And I couldn't do it without you. Those of you that believe in value for value, you know, in an exchange, in exchange, you say, well, the podcast is free, but I'm really looking at this like a barter system or whatever. Uh, thank you so much. I could not do it without you. Uh, and here's the live show. It will be a little bit abrupt and the live shows are definitely not as sleepy because it's a live performance, uh, but it's a fun take. Uh, here you go. And thanks so much. Uh, what's interesting about the podcast is I do get to travel to these other worlds, right? And talk to pies. In the early days of the podcast, I traveled by, uh, I don't know how many people here watch Game of Thrones, but uh, I used to travel by this fantasy fiction machine powered by my ruining of Roose Bolton. And uh, I ruined Roose Bolton so much uh, that it powered my ability to just transverse into other universes. For a little while, I had this magical ticker tape machine unfortunately it was imaginary because i would have loved to have an actual ticker tape machine with all that brass and glass and the ticking and the taping and stuff and now they use it on the good place uh but that ticker tape would uh would 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 give me secret messages that i would use in the podcast and then pretty often for the podcast i get to go into the story swamp which is where i kind of go and look to discover stories and i look around uh but there's also this place and I haven't visited there in a while. Uh, it's this place, it's called the Transverse Plane. And it's, it's this, uh, level of existence. Uh, I don't know if it's a vertices or a vortex, uh, but it's a place out on the edge of a couple different universes. And it's behind a bed and breakfast of all places. And the bed and breakfast, I had heard these rumors on the internet, uh, that there was this bed and breakfast out on the edge of a transverse plane. I said, what's the transverse plane? They said, well, it's a, they tried to explain it to me in, in actual mathematical terms, but I couldn't understand that. But I said, there's a bed and breakfast out there. 
And they said, yeah. And I said, well, what kind of bed and breakfast? And they said, "There's what do you mean? There's only one kind of bed and breakfast. And I said, well, why is it? Well, then why, why are we talking about it? Because it's on the edge. Of, and it was back and forth. So then I found somebody else on the Internet to chat with about this. And they said, well, the big thing about this bed and breakfast is that it's a place for uh, villains, uh, now cartoon villains, because this is a bedtime podcast, to go for R&R, to recharge their batteries. And at first I said, are you sure it's not a spa? Because I, I thought uh, bed and breakfast were places where you went at the beginning and end of relationships or at the part in the middle that's really hard to like have a big talk or to go after a big talk or to go when you're bored uh, and you need to, you, need, you know, you need to mix things up. Uh, and uh, they said, no, 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 it's, it's like that because, you know, cartoon villains are in relationships too. And I said, whoa, sorry, like I, I, you're right. I, I was making an assumption there. So I started looking. I said, I got to find this place. And I started looking and traveling. Now, luckily, as I said, I have some other abilities to my means. So eventually I took the Roos Bolton fantasy fiction machine and I got out there. And it was at the end of a drive, just like a lot of bed and breakfasts are. And it was, uh, you know, it was cottagey. It had a weeping willow tree and a pond and there were ducks in the pond. It had some gravel as I drove up. Uh, you know, my machine was... I was saying, roo, 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 roo. That's how I keep it going. A bit like an engine, but the gravel was crunching. And I got out and I opened the door. And I said, I wondered if, because I started to forget. I said, how does bed and breakfast work? It's been a while. Like, uh, you're supposed to have an appointment. You don't just show up at a bed and breakfast. But I opened the door and there was a, a woman there. And she seemed to be in uh, her 70s or 80s. And she had a pleasant smile. And then a, a gentleman popped up and he said, how, how are you doing? I said, hey, like, uh, I heard about your bed and breakfast. And I was trying to look over their shoulders for, you know, Count, Count Chocula or something or Boo Berry or Wiley Coyote or some villain that has some pop cultural revelant, pop culture revelant, pop culture revelant. Well, I can't say that word. Porky Pig, I guess, would be. But Porky Pig's not a villain. He just can't say words. But uh, so they said, okay, it'll be $186 or your soul. And I said, uh, well, I'm just here to vi I'm just, do you do, 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 do a day pass? I just want to have a look around. Uh, and uh, like really in the back of my mind, I, was, I wasn't lying. I just wasn't telling the whole truth. I was like, I, I want to get some stories for the podcast. I want to see if there's any cartoon villains here. Oh, like, what does that even mean? Like to me, it meant people that appear on cereal boxes uh, and they kind of were tapping their pens and, and looking at me. And I said, listen, I'll be honest with you. Like, um, I'm, I'm, I, I, I would rather not give you my soul. And I don't think I have $186 on me. Uh, it, like, uh, I, I just w was wondering if you need any help. Uh, Cause I heard you have this, like this, uh, this uh, transverse plane out back. And they said, don't speak of it right now. And I said, okay, okay. I said, well, uh, maybe there's some other, like, I'm really here uh, to collect bedtime stories. And they said, collect a bedtime story? What, 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 what are you talking about? What do you mean? And so I tried to explain to them the podcast. I said, well, I make a podcast, a bedtime story podcast, where I tell grown-ups bedtime stories. 
And they this used to happen to me all the time. They would just stare at me blankly for a while and nod their heads. And I said, really? No, that's what I do. Uh, and I need material. I'm always looking for material. And I thought, uh, what could be more kind of interesting than cartoon villains in some sort of, uh, in the middle of an emotional journey and an emotional need? And... Uh, one of them sighed, or maybe both of them sighed, which happens to me a lot. And I said, uh, what is it? Like, uh, you seem down. And they said, well, we don't have any customers. We really, you know, p- please check in. You know, we'll take your credit card. We got Square or whatever. And uh, I said, no, 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 I'm not looking. Like I said, if I was going to stay at a bed and breakfast, really, I'd want to be doing the bed and breakfast stuff The like uh, but with someone else. Like, I don't want – it kind of would feel uh, – I, I think I'd get too much rumination going if I stayed here. And do, do, do you always get two breakfast? And I said, well, like, tell me more. Tell me more about what's going on. And they said, the business is down because our our guide quit. And I said, your guide quit. Uh, and then the, the husband, he also said, he said, tell him about the kid. Tell him about the kid. And they said, well, we also have this kid here and we can't get rid of him. And uh, I said, whoa, 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 back up. Like, it sounds like you're hiring. You're, you're, you're in search of a guide. I said, you might have found the right person. What do you need a guide for? And they said, well, someone with a lot of experience navigating the transverse plane. And I said, did you look outside? Did you see that I got here in a, a machine powered by the f- fan fiction and fantasy fiction of George R. R. Martin and my ruin of Roose Bolton? And they, again, they didn't know what I was talking about. No, they said someone with like a, that studied the transverse plane at like school and things. And I said, well, oh, I said, oh, yeah, the trans, I know, all, I, I go, oh, yeah, that's like one of my hobbies is navigating the transverse plane. I said, how would that help you? And they said, well, it's really part of our therapeutic process is the, the villains come out here, they spend some time, you know, we have uh, afternoon tea, we have evening, uh, you know, aperitif or whatever you have with desserts, and we have breakfast. And they walk the gardens. Maybe they're there with their partner. And they, you know, they, they do the things you do between eating and, and walking the gardens. And, and, you know, maybe it's a lot of talking. Maybe it's, uh, you know, talking. Maybe it's a laughing. But at some point, they go out. And usually it's the one of them, and they're in search of something. They're, they're in search of some, some kind of healing. And the guide takes them out to the transverse plane and uh, takes them, you know, they go, we don't know what happens after that because we're not transverse plane guides. That's why we're stuck. We just have a regular bed and breakfast, but we're equipped just for villains. And I said, okay, I, I, I can guarantee you I'm ready for this job uh, 100%. And they, they didn't look like they trusted me at all. Uh, but I said, well, well, what's this other issue with this kid? And they said, well, we'll have a look around. There's this kid that showed up here. And we can't get him to go home. And I said, is it like your kid or your grandkid or something? They said, no, no, no. They said, listen, you seem pretty nice. If you can get rid of the kid, you could keep your soul and your $186. Just get him to go home. So I started walking around this bed and breakfast. And it was pretty, I don't know if you could say run of the mill for bed and breakfast. uh, because, But it was. It had doilies. It had uh, vases with fresh flowers. It had a, not one set of French doors, but two sets of French doors. Uh, one with the like crystal glass handles. 
and I, then I was opening and closing them and pretend, like I was, then I got carried away and pretend I was like reenacting scenes from movies I've never even seen, like Gone with the Wind. And, uh, then they said, what, are you going to do anything about the kid? I said, yeah, yeah, no, I'm getting to know the area. And they had a cottage out back and they had like a teacups and teaspoons and tea, uh, you know, tea related things. And then I was asking if I could have a, a cucumber sandwich. I was like, I don't think I ever. And they said, Do the kid. So I said, okay. And then, and then a lot of bed and breakfast, they have a couple other standard things, just in case you're thinking about it. They have, it should have one clawfoot tub somewhere. You might have to request that room. Uh, pillows with needlepoint is another important aspect. Nautical themed things, at least in one room with like a, like a ship's wheel and some nets and, and some things like that. Those are important. Uh, and then a library a lot of times, or at least a small one. And I went through another set of French doors. So this is French door set number three. And I saw the back of a head and it was a, it was a young, young looking back of a head. And it was wearing a, this young man was wearing a cape and he was going through the books and he was kind of uh, complaining about, um, the Reader's Digest condensed versions of the adventures of Sherlock Holmes and saying, this, they suck all the story. You know, he's, he's, he was, uh, he was shaming the Reader's Digest condensed books almost, but he was also like, I can't believe there's no, there's no Frankenstein. There's, you know, there's no whatever the swamp person is. And I said, hey. <clears throat> and uh, he turned around and he was a pale young man. And he was definitely wearing a cape, and he had a widow's peak, which I used to have, like a serious widow's peak when I had more hair. His hair was back, uh, but he was clearly not a vampire, just in case anyone's wondering that. Uh, he was just a young kid. And I said, hey, how how you doing? Uh, and he said, I can't, I'm looking for a book. I, I said, uh, yeah, yeah, I heard. Uh, you know, I work here at the bed and breakfast. Uh, and I was just wondering if I could help you with anything. Do you want any... Uh, Cucumber sandwiches, maybe I could request some. And he said, no, no, no. And I said, have a seat here by the uh, fireplace, which is another standard piece of this uh, bread, bed and breakfast. And I said, sit down. Uh, I said, I'm Scoots. Uh, what, what's your name? Uh, and I said, don't tell him, you know, and he, he said, uh, what did he say? He said, uh, he always oh, said his name was, uh, uh, Nas, but not N-A-S, like the Nas, it, like it was N-O-S. And I said, oh, Nas. I said, nice to meet you. And I said, what are you doing here at a bed and breakfast? I said, it's the strangest. I said, you don't know this, but it's pretty strange to see, because he was somewhere between about 12 and 15. I'm not the greatest at guessing ages. And he said, well, I'm here, uh, you know, I'm having a look around. I'm spending the evening. And I said, well, did you realize it's $186 or your soul? Like, what were you planning on paying with? And he said, well, I'm hoping to get out of here before then. And I said, well, do you, do you have any family? Do they, aren't they wondering where you are? And he said, you stop, you know, I said, well, boy, he stop lecturing me, you know, you're not. And I said, okay, okay, calm, calm down. I said, so what brings you to this particular bed and breakfast? Uh, dressed in the garb you are. I said, you look like, I said, you don't mind me asking you this, but are you a Dracula fan? And his demeanor changed almost instantly. He said, 
Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I am a Dracula fan. I'm a bit, that's not Nas, like Nosferatu. And I said, oh, yeah, I could tell. I said, totally. I just didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to be obvious about it. I said, you're not, I said, do you, you go on the internet and stuff? And then he just laughed at me and I said, okay, no, yeah, I never. And I, he said, uh, I said, uh, you're out here because uh, you think uh, Dracula might not be out here for some R&R or something. Huh? You heard the same rumors I did. And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, well, you look a little down. Like, what's going on? Like, tell me about what's been happening with you. And he said, yeah. He goes, uh, he goes I'm, I'm, I'm the head of the unofficial Dracula fan club, uh, but my leadership is in question. And I said, uh, uh, what is the unofficial Dracula fan club? And he said, well, General Mills owns the official Dracula fan club. So he said, it's the unofficial one. But he said, he said, I was the president and he goes the sole member for a little while. And, uh, until these movies and things, he goes, brought this new wave of, uh, fandom to Dracula. And he goes, now people are questioning if I'm, they, they have a totally different version than me. And they're claiming, I don't know the real Dracula and I shouldn't be the leader of this club. And I started and I said, Oh wow, that sounds really tough. Uh, Really, really. I said, but, but don't you think you got to get back to your parents anyway? And he said, I thought, he goes, wait, wait, are you listening to me? Or are you trying to? And I said, okay. Um, I said, no, that really sounds tough. Uh, I, I wish I could help you, but there's no customers here. And uh, believe it or not, I just got a new job working here. And uh, so I got to get you home. It's kind of like part of my job. And then he, he, he kind of hung his head in a way that, and maybe it was the widow's peak. Maybe it was that he was uh, like uh, so, like if he went in the sun, he'd be sunburned instantly that I related to. And I said, uh, oh, man, like maybe I could help you. Uh, I said, what were you trying to do? And he said, well, I was hoping if Dracula wasn't here that maybe there were some books about Dracula here. You know, maybe I could learn something new or maybe find an artifact and, and bring it back, and, and you know, then then everybody in my yeah, fan club would respect me again. And I said, Whew. I said, uh, he said, do you consider yourself a villain at all? And he said, No, no, I'm a fan of villainy, you know, cartoon. And I said, Okay. I said, Well, let's. I, I got an idea. Let's let's go for a walk here. And so we started walking. We went through another set of French doors. Then we went down a stone path. Uh, the two of us. Side by side. Then we went through one of those things. I don't even know what they're called, to be honest. It's like a like a wooden archway uh, where there's plants in it. Uh, it, it. Usually you see them at bed and breakfasts and maybe at botanical gardens or something. We went through two of those. Maybe they, I don't know if those are trellises. or. Then we went past some vines. Then we went down to the duck pond. Then we went back because the... Uh, one of the people from the bed and breakfast said, cucumber sandwiches. So we went back, got some cucumber sandwiches. And then I said, you cut the crusts off of these. Can we get the crusts of these sandwiches to go feed the ducks? So then we went down and we fed the ducks at the duck pond. And then we walked around the duck pond past this cottage. Now, regular listeners to the podcast will know this cottage is a place of where I met uh, Lady Witchbeard much later in life. Uh, she was staying at, at this time. The cottage was empty, I, and I had my eye on it. I said, if I get this job, 
uh, as the whatever transverse plane person guide. I want to live in that cottage. Uh, and then we went past the cottage, and then there was a sign that said a hiking path, and we walked down the hiking path, and it was uh, high grass on either side of us. And it was kind of this weird dusk uh, where there's like those nice sounds, the cricket sounds and the evening sounds and the calming sounds. And we walked out there and then the dusk sky kind of changed into something more orange and and creamy. And, and, and things got a lot flatter. Soon we were walking and it was... I don't know, all around us, it was both flat and limitless at the same time, like orange cotton candy in some sort of liquid and solid form. We were in this world, and we just kept walking. And I don't know, we were both, I think it was just that wonderful uh, walk we had leading up to it that we were both totally chill and just walking through uh, an endless plane of floating cotton candy and we walked for a while, and we were talking more rapport building. Like he was, you know, t- I said, well, so what subjects do you take at uh, sixth grade? And he said, fifth, I said, fourth grade, you know, fifth grade, whatever. I said, okay, great. What a, and then I said, oh, what, a, what do you have lockers? Do they still have lockers? And he just palmed his forehead. And I said, I said, do you guys, do you still use words like totes? Is that still in? And he said, dude, I'm the fan of the unofficial Dracula fan club. And I, I said, okay, I got it. I was just like you, except I, I didn't even have the courage to be the head of a fan club, so you should be proud of yourself. And then it was evening, and we were walking. And suddenly it changed from the orange of uh, some metaphysical transverse plane to the orange of uh, those uh, sodium street lights, uh, different than that light there, and the, the blackness of uh, asphalt and grass and things, and, and not just that. That I was like, uh, we're out in some suburban development, and the house. I started to notice the houses were dark purple and black, and there was a lot of wrought iron. But other than that, it kind of felt like a normal suburban development. And we were walking the streets. uh, And I said, okay, well, uh, let's just go with this. And then we started to hear, like, not that far away, this this voice. uh, It it, it wasn't totally clear, but it was like... uh, and I, I said, okay, this is, so let's head towards that voice. Uh, and I noticed uh, Nas's uh, ears peak up. So I said, okay, this is good. This is good. And then we saw some light spilling out of a garage. And the voice was uh, was a little bit clear. I said, you do this, you do this. Transylvania, swish, is it a swish, swish, Transylvania, you go to the coffin, you go, and you take a bat, says that to to and, and I, 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 we snuck up to this bush, and we looked in the garage, and, and there, dancing in the garage was this, uh, a, a real version of what this kid was uh, impersonating, uh, like a, a 12, 13, 14, 15-year-old 
vampire child, but it were real. It, it, I, I think we're in a cartoon or something. I didn't say it to the kid because I said it was. And plus, his, it was hypnotic. He was the energy, and he was dancing around the garage. Behind him was this uh, paper crafted uh, cityscape and mountainscape. Uh, and he was dancing in front of it, and it looked like this mountainous village. And he was, oh, do it like a wish, dish, and dush, dush. And he just seemed so into it. And we were kind of woven by a, a spell of his movements and, and the sound of his voice and the cool night air, the lights spilling out of the garage. But then I noticed... Off to the side, uh, well, first it hit me, it was like cigarette smoke. And I said, wait a second, like uh, it brought me out of the revere or whatever I was, the, the, the spell. And uh, and then I saw this uh, another young woman that looked pretty similar to this dancing young man smoking a cigarette. And then a, another figure that I couldn't quite make out in, in, in the darkness and... Um, uh, we watched him dance some more. And the kid I was with, Nasi, was totally, like, his jaw was dropped. Uh, and then the, the girl said she, she walked into the garage smoking her cigarette. And she seemed, like, right around, like, uh, 16, 17, 18. And she said, Dracky Jr., your dance is terrible. You're never, you're going to embarrass all of us. And she said, I don't know why you just don't give up. And he said, my sister, I have to celebrate the glory of Transylvania. I, it, it lives in my heart, and it lives in my feet, it lives in my hips. I want the world to love Transylvania as much as I do, and I want them to learn the love of Transylvania through my dance and my song. And she said, well, it's an embarrassment, and I, I don't even know why X Factor came to Transylvania and you should, don't do it. And she goes, did you meet my boyfriend Dorf yet? And then this giant blue uh, being, uh, maybe one part uh, Dr. Frankenstein's offspring, and I, I don't even know. And he said, uh, uh, oh, hello, Dorf. I'm uh, I, I'm Drac Jr. I'm just working on my dance. My sorry, my sister, she, she's a, uh, and uh, the, 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 the Dorf said, my, my. And he said, oh, yes, yes, very good. Do you like my dancing? I, I dance, too. I dance, too. And uh, Dra Drac Jr. said, oh, yes, yes, uh, so very nice. Thank you, sister. I need to keep rehearsing. I'm not, the auditions are tomorrow, and I, I need to get ready. And then she flung her cigarette, and it shot across the garage into his his uh, cityscape uh, and it kind of lit it up, like, and he, he was like, no, no, it's my paper version of Transylvania, why? It's my backdrop for my dance, oh, my sister, why? And then he was trying to, uh, uh, well, that's weird timing, um, uh, he was trying to uh, get, get it out, he was trying to, like, rub it out with his foot, and, and he, he couldn't get it out, and then uh, Dorf was like, no, 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 do not... Do not twist it out. Do you not to jump? And, and Dorf had these giant, like, size 18 feet, and he just jumped down on the uh, 
the the fire and on the uh, the paper paper craft and flattened the whole thing and and it was out. Uh, he jumped a couple. He said, "Mash out, mash out," and he mashed it out. And uh, Drac was a little little sad, uh, and he said, "I worked so hard on this, uh, this 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 display is a part of my dance, my love of Transylvania." And the sister said, "Oh, Dracula." And uh, uh, but then he he was trying to make the most of it. He was trying to um, he, he said, "Oh, wait a second, uh, uh, there's something." And, and then the the dwarf, uh, as the sister stormed off, dwarf kind of stayed behind and was looking after. And he was like, uh, uh, I, "I dance with you. I dance with you." And, and Dracula said, "No, no, no, no. This is my dance. You make your own dance." And they said, "No, no, I dance." We dance together, and he said, "No, no, no, you don't, no. I, I, this is my dance. I, I get, get, go with my sister." Ah, and he's a little bit rude, but you know, Dorf, whatever. Dorf stormed off with uh, Drac's sister, and then Dracula was kind of uh, cleaning up uh, the paper, and he's saying, "Oh, what am I going to do? How am I going to make a?" And then he was making that uh, cigarette motion with his foot uh like he was snuffing out the cigarette with his foot uh, he said wait a second tracky tracky I, I have an idea and, and then we watched uh, 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 uh actually i fell asleep but i think the kid was awake all night and and so was drac and i guess the kid had to fill me in but i guess he like uh redid a new cityscape but instead he built this graveyard with a you know, paper tombstones, just like people make in front of their houses now. And he worked on some dance and a, and a song to go with it. Uh, and he worked all night. And, and then the next morning we followed him and he went down. And, and I, I think these shows are still on TV, but this, I don't know if it was X Factor or something else. Like I know I've seen American Idol and uh, usually the, the, it's not this condensed, but this show it just happened to be. So there was a, there was the audition portion, which sometimes can feel a little exploitative once I've seen. And we snuck in behind Drac, and he, you kind of go into a room not that different than this size, and there's usually a panel of people sitting on there, and they're filming it. And even, I, I, I did not know this until we got to this thing, but the Transylvania is a very, uh, or this particular part of Transylvania uh, which I don't, I'd never even looked up what town it was, but it, it's a pretty uh, diverse area. So even for Transylvania, Drac was a bit of a, he wasn't exactly pop culture material. So I felt like they were kind of already snickering at him, even when they were like interviewing him. Oh, so what you, what are you, you going to do a dance and a song? Yes, yes, I do, I do a song for uh, the love of Transylvania. Oh, what do you love about Transylvania? Well, uh, per capita, Transylvania has the most caves and bats uh, per person. It uh, has the least amount of sunshine every year uh, of the whole globe. And, and they're kind of like, oh, great. So you're going to do a dance with Abba. And then he went out, out for his audition. And they kind of had the personalities there, like the, the kind of smarmy person. And then the, uh, the, the the Paul Abdul, like, trying to be nice, but laughing at people type. And they were all kind of laughing at him when he first started. 
Uh, but then he got into this same zone that we saw the night before, this pure heartfelt zone where he was saying, you do the twist, uh, you do the Transylvania. And I, this is just like a, like a tribute because I can't even, but he was singing this song, the Transylvania twist, and he was twisting his hips and he was twisting his feet uh, in a way that it would blow even Chubby Checker's mind. And, and you could even feel it in his dance, in his face, in his body. Like, I don't even know how you connect a, a physical dance to your love of a place, to your love of your being. But he was doing it. And even the judges, their demeanor changed. And they were like, holy cow. And they do play these up on these shows when there's this shift. But all the judges were floored. And it was this moment that everyone was sharing and of course they didn't air a lot of his dancing because they just were doing the judge's reaction you know it's like a tease uh for later in the show that night's show and then because i think this was the touring one they're like great uh, that's great drag uh he's drag jr actually but uh and they said uh you know be there big shows tonight national broadcast you know live the whole thing and he was beside himself with joy. And uh, so we made our way to the the big show. But before that, I, I you know I had to stop with the kid. And I said, well, first off, I hope uh, wherever we are in the transfers plane, that time is suspended because you like uh, I was supposed to probably have you back a while ago. But I'm pretty sure that's how it works. You know, we're in an alternative universe or something. And I said, but do you have... Uh, do you, do you think you have something, you know, to get back uh, to the top of, you know, to keep your, so you're not coo- cooed out of your uh, presidency of the unofficial Dracula fan club? And he said, my fandom of Dracula is, he goes, I could start the unofficial, unofficial Dracula fan club at this point and be the only member and I, I would be happy. And, and I kind of looked at his face and I thought about the, universal pleasure of fandom of uh something that you share with other people but that is also uniquely yours like when you see something that speaks to you and that you connect with but that also there's like this also this third party appreciation of fandom because i was looking at him and i said well this track's pretty he's entertaining and uh I think the whole myth, or I didn't say this to him because he would have said myth, but, you know, the whole thing is interesting and, you know, makes a lot of good material, but I wouldn't consider myself a fan. But to see him uh, in in this kind of, uh, I guess, platonic ecstasy, like, like where he was like this, uh, it was like he was an electric bulb that had just been lit up by a Tesla coil or something. And he's, he said, I don't even care if I'm president. He goes, what matters to me now is my fandom of a drag. Uh, and he goes, but of course I'm going to... He goes, this has been a mystery that's been haunting uh, Dracula fans for a long time. He goes, uh, "What I, you know, the song, he goes, Dracula and his son. He goes, this must be Dracula's son. And he goes, whatever happened to the Transylvania twist? And then I said... Wait, wait, wait. I said, well, boy, what do you mean? And he said, well, that's what the song, how the song goes. Whatever happened to the Transylvania twist? 
And I said, well, it looks like things are going to turn out great for the Transylvania twist. It, it was so, yeah, we, I guess we should probably just get, cause I knew, oh boy, this is bright. I said, we better get going. Like I've done enough sleep podcasts and no, we should get out right now. This is great. You're a fan of Dracula. You're going to be head of the unofficial. And he said, well, why are you, he goes, you, you, he goes, what's wrong? And I said, well, I, I said, uh, uh, I said, well, this, I guess this will be a teachable moment for you. Uh, uh, you know, remember how you're feeling right now. Remember how good it feels uh, to love something so deeply. And and I said, let's go to the show. So we went to the show and uh, it was a big X Factor, you know, finale show, Transylvania edition. And, you know, they had different things. They had, uh, I think it was just singing. So they had like someone who, who was really nailing ballads and then they had someone doing some rock country uh, then they had someone that did, did a little R&B. Then they had someone that did something like a little bit more uh, like, uh, I don't even know, uh, like power pop or something. And so it's a pretty, pretty tight competition. And then they said, and now for something a little bit different, now for something uh, out of the ordinary but we think this is going to speak to the, the hearts and the minds of the people of Transylvania. We present Drac Jr. And, you know, the crowd started cheering. I don't think I ever met Dracula, by the way, but uh, the crowd was cheering. And his sister was off stage right with a dwarf, actually. And she kind of had her arms crossed and, and uh, she was trying to light a cigarette. But even in Transylvania, they said, no, smoking inside, please. Uh, but so they, they, uh, they were cheering and he was really eating it up and he was really dressed formally. Um, he had on his cape, he had on like a really nice silver bat, uh, bro brooch or what, I don't know what you even call it, cape holder. And, uh, you know, one of those nice red ribbons, white shirt, black pants with a sweet crease in there. Uh, I'd say he had probably, I don't know if those are patent leather shoes, but his shoes were shiny. And uh, then the crowd fell to silence. And he even had a flare because he unbuttoned his cape. And he, so actually I had this thing, but I was, he swung it around, you know, behind him, almost like he was some sort of matador. And he had this confidence. He walked across the stage and then he, you know, just like a Tenacious D years ago, like you said, well, this is just a tribute. I, I can't actually sing or perform uh, what he did out there on stage. But I can tell you that it was this Transylvania twist-based story. At least it started off with him, you know, pretending he was the mountains and then he was doing things like this and uh, bat moves and twists a tra you know this is great for anybody that's going for a howling party because you could pretty much do anything and say oh no this is a transylvania twist I, yeah i learned wednesday night i learned about it uh uh you know he's doing cave-ins and uh can't even oh like blocking people that don't like vampires he's like no no uh and then you could do stuff like this uh so he was doing all of that, but then it would always go back to this Transylvania twist, and he got the audience up. And just like at weddings, uh, 
the different twist songs where you get lower and you start to hit the ground with your beats and the crowd was going along and going along and going along. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, uh, Dwarf comes on stage and because and, and, Dracula had behind him this, uh, like I said, these kind of gravestones that he was dancing in, in and out of and, and using it uh a little bit like dance partners and stuff and popping out from behind one. Uh, but then uh, Dorf just started uh, mashing, uh, the, the, smashing all the gravestones and crushing them. And then it just threw the rhythm off. Like Dr- Dracula like went from being in this uh, fully formed moment to, to, to being distracted and saying, what, what it was, what it like, what, 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 and, and, and not, he just totally lost his rhythm. And I mean, this was like, whatever, it was supposed to be like a four or five minute song. So he's like two and a half minutes in. And then I guess the power pop or whatever people, and I don't know if any of this is, I don't have the X factor rules behind me because it's probably a TV show that just, answers to its advertisers but so they start playing this like uh this rocking song and then dorf is just mashing and mashing and mashing and for the most part uh people must have thought it was uh part of the show but drac his shoulders were there in that maybe it was even like a performance art that dracula was acting like his 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 his, his thing had been drained and uh this dwarf's just mashing and mashing and saying the monster mash, ah. and then the, the, they wrote that song uh, on stage like uh, uh, somehow. I mean, it's just one of those rare m- musical moments. Uh, the monster mash, graveyard smash, you know. And uh, Drac was off the stage. His sister was out there. She was dancing, uh, and uh, they won the award like and, and i guess in some sense dracula or drac jr won the award uh but he didn't you know he walked off the stage uh kind of forgotten uh, as a dwarf and drac's sister uh were kind of in this power pop band of trans you know transylvania rockers or whatever were hitting this high point and and whatever getting signed to a ex- exploitative music contract uh uh, Drax sitting there and for most people they were caught up in the moment and for me i was like this okay i can get the hit kid home now uh but he uh uh not he was looking across the room at dracula sitting off to the side of the stage and he said come on uh let's go and uh, Dracula was kind of still twisting, like he was absentmindedly putting a cigarette out, uh, maybe putting his feelings out a little bit. And Nas walked up to him and he said, uh, hey, I really liked your dance. And he said, oh, my sister and Dorf ruined it. Uh, he said, it really made me feel your love of of Transylvania. And he said, oh, thank you, thank you. And I said, yeah, it's really great stuff. Uh I say, really, I, lo- I, love- I loved every minute of it until your sister. And he said, oh, thank you, thank you. And then the kid said, remember, you're an all-powerful evil demon or something. He goes, he goes this is just going to be uh, one moment in your life. Uh, he goes, I-, I know this is going to sound strange to you, but it- he goes, I-, I-, I think 
there's going to be big things for you, uh, Drac. And I, I, I don't know if it's going to be multi-million dollar movies where you're played by Adam Sandler or, you know, a, a tr- tradition of reboots of different people. You know, there was a movie with Johnny Depp in it once. Uh, it could be, you know, there could be people dressing up in tribute to you around the world, celebrating uh, your love of Transylvania and other things that you may learn to love as you get older. But he said, remember, this is just, he goes, you're just a kid right now. You got the whole world out there, the whole world of Transylvania and the whole, you know, the whole rest. He goes, he goes, forget about the Transylvania twist. And he goes, that Monster Mash, no one will remember that song, the Monster Mash. He goes, he goes what people are going to remember is you. And there was some truth there because I guess like uh, people remembered both. Uh, they kind of forgot about the Transylvania twist. And I walked back with the kid and, and we just started walking and I was hopeful that we would find our way back to the transverse plane. And we did. And as we were walking back through the cotton candy realm, I, I was kind of grabbing cotton candy and eating it. And it was it was pretty good. It was like this uh, citrus flavored cotton candy. And I was wondering, uh, like, who who did we travel there to help? Was it was it the the kid who was he now going to be the president of the unofficial unofficial Dracula fan club? Was it Track Junior? Did it, did I learn any lessons? Uh, and, and we got back and we went back through past the duck pond and you know through the gardens back through and it happened to be evening aperitif in. When we got there, there was already a couple people in the room, a couple couples, and I, I'm not going to mention names, but they were uh, they, they were B level uh, cartoon villains, and they were there. A couple were holding fins of one another, and uh, the, the 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 owners of the bed and breakfast they said, "Do you want to call your parents uh, for a ride?" And the kid said, "Yeah, yeah." Uh, and I said, "Well, I'll give you a ride." And I said, "You can't tell anybody, but it's already been weird enough. You go in the." I said I'd give him a ride home, and uh, we we got it. And they said the the they said you know what keep your hundred eighty six dollars each you keep your souls, um, and they said how do things go after I got him settled? They said how do things go out there in the transverse plane, and I said I think uh, I said I think they went all right. Uh, I, 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 and they said well it feels like it triggered something that was tight in, in that. People are already flowing back in. They said, do you want to come back? And I said, well, what about I could be your backup transverse plane guide? And they said, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I said, okay, thank you, thank you. And they said, now, also, if you want, I could come tell, you know, the, I, I said, what about the, did you listen to the podcast while I was gone? Like, uh, I could come tell bedtime stories. To, and they said, that would be too weird. Like, uh, they're trying to sleep, uh, and they said, usually there's two of them in the, it's a bed and breakfast, you know? And I said, well, I, I said, we could go up there after, you know, when, and I said, okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. I said, okay, thank you. And then I headed off. I got back in the Bruce Bolton fantasy fiction uh, time machine and I rude Bruce Bolton and uh, we traveled back I dropped the kid off. I first took a couple of wrong turns, uh, because he was from, like, Cleveland or something. I said, well, how the heck did you get here? Because I thought we were in, like, Sonoma. And uh, we, we, this probably the most bed and breakfast per capita has got to be one of those places. And 
and we headed back uh and we headed back to the regular world and we got there and I went back to my life, but I was also changed i had become a fan of fandom, and I've kept that with me. Uh, and sometimes it's like uh, something that can give you that extra push is, is seeing things through other people's eyes, through other people's appreciation of things, through their love of uh, of uh, toys or music or movies or characters. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's it. So now I'll try to... Uh, uh, bring us back here as people feel their feet on the floor, as uh, my voice it, it still stays in the creaky dulcet tones, but you feel your butt on your seat. Uh, you may be asleep or you may just be chilling out, uh, but you're back here. It's a, a Wednesday, but you could kind of feel, you say, well, there's some good in the world. Uh in the in Transylvania and in Cleveland, uh, there's some fandom out there and some kindness, and also out there in Sonoma County, maybe on the uh, the end of a lane is a bed and breakfast uh, with access to another world. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for coming out tonight, and. Uh, if anybody has a, a question or any questions about the podcast or anything, I can try to answer them. And I can, I guess, answer the first one in uh, soothing to- tones. Uh, but thank you. So I think everybody's back to earth. Um, cool. Yeah, so that was a, a early episode. Uh, I've listened to a bunch of times, uh, but it's kind of funny to be like... Uh, Oh wait, that was something you never get to re- got to return to. Um, so yeah, thank you all for coming out. Does anybody have any questions though about anything at all? Yeah, so it's interesting because a couple of people here have been to multiple live shows. And, and uh, so it's, this is what's really strange. It's like, so I've been trying to get the method down of like what's works best and like what's going to be fun for the audience. And then what's going to enable me to get to that place where I could tell the bedtime story. And uh, for, for the last few shows, I've been taking it and writing it and rewriting it and typing stuff up and then i've been bringing like a bullet points and uh like a written like a um kind of like a script and then i never used them but like for this show i was doing that for a while and then i was like you know what like when i record the podcast it's always off of handwritten notes even if they're rewritten handwritten notes and then i was also thinking about when i was a student that, you know, just because I have like dyslexia and some other things, like the way I learned best was always like maybe translating things. Like I would have to write things out a few different times or type them and then rewrite them. And I was like, oh, why am I working against myself with the live show? I was like, oh, what if I write the last version of the live show out by hand? And I didn't write it word for word out, but it was like um, a little bit more than an outline, like a detailed outline. And when I came tonight, I was like, okay, like maybe I'll just try to um, like not read off it, but like really use it as a, a lot of times it's like a security blanket, 
But I was curious tonight, like whether it would be like, I'd be able to use it more. Like I brought a light and everything. And then like I, I stopped with like the entrance to the uh, bed and breakfast. Cause it was like, um, cause it is a matter of like, Oh, can I find the pathway that the story's at or, or can I get there or will I be nervous and it pull me out? And, and so it, like, I think writing it out, I feel like it, it, it was, uh, even though I didn't read it, like, there was some hand mind body connection to the story that made it a little easier to access. Um, so yeah, it was like mostly like I was there ideally narrating it for you, like observing it in my brain or something and narrating it. Then, um, I don't know. Does that make sense? It, oh yeah. And also that was a true story. <laughs> I wish. Um, but yeah, so it's like, it, that's like kind of what the story swamp is for me is like, oh, let me look around here and, and, uh, um, it, and I'm always surprised, like even this story, like I didn't have the fandom aspect as much as it came out in, when we were, when we were doing it tonight. But then when I was telling it, like I was feeling like this emotional resonance, like I'm like, oh wait, uh, I didn't realize how much of a Dracula fan you were like, like, uh, so I was like, wow, like as I'm telling the story, I'm discovering a new uh, part of it, too. So it's pretty cool, like for, for experience for me. It's like, whoa, uh, now I have this whole new connection to it. Any any other questions at all? If anybody wants any stickers or you have any questions you want to ask me, uh, I'm, I'll be here for a little while. But thank you all for coming out. Thanks for uh, the support. Like, uh it's been really cool to do these shows. I'm going to keep doing them. Um, I don't have the next show booked because it's with the holidays, but hopefully I'll do some sort of holiday theme show. I hope everybody has a great Halloween. Um, I, I had my costume, but I forgot to put it on at the dramatic moment. Um, but yeah. Uh, and oh, if you want a live, like I, re let's see, let me make sure it got recorded. Um, but I recorded tonight's show. So um, let me know if you want a, a copy of it, uh, and I'll, I'll email it to you if you want to listen to it. Um, yeah. Thank you.